Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to a podcast from The Edge. I'm absolutely fine, but mini. Five minutes broadcast live from The Edge, the brink, the overwhelm, the vortex that slips into your feed every Friday. Not that Friday feeling, but rather all the fucking feelings. And just to let you know that the week is nearly over and there's only one more week to go before you have to get through the next week. Oh God. Here we go. Hello, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine, but I had an operation last week, which I'll talk more about on our podcast at the end of the month. But I was trying to work out what to put in my out of office emails. It's so rare that you set one now. You just sort of works a little bit through everything. But I realized that I couldn't through this. I was like, oh, maybe I should say that I'm not well. Maybe I should say that. And so I wrote, you know, um, thank you for emailing, but I'm afraid I'm out of the office on dick leave. (laughs) I know, you know, apparently Apple has changed autocorrect so that it doesn't change fucking to ducking. Yes. Okay, so clearly it's gone mad now. So it's changing sick to dick. It's just like, they clearly mean dick all the time. I mean, I was quite out of it. So it could very well have just stayed. I could have been on dick leave. (laughs) You know, till now, which is six or seven days later. Well, so you're very much not on dick leave. Emphatically not on dick leave. How are you, Em? Well, I'm absolutely fine. But when I was visiting you in the hospital and you were going to have one of your procedures, I looked at your lovely hospital corner sheet bed. It wasn't thought, at all lovely. And I thought, would it be weird if I had a little nap <laughs> while you were getting condos? What done? And uh, yeah, that's pretty bad, isn't it? We hear from people quite a lot saying, you know, I'm absolutely fine. But basically, is it awful that I feel like I'd like to go to hospital just for a few days? Not because of anything serious, but just to be left alone and have a rest. Yeah. And I think that it's literally, I'm absolutely fine, but I'm so tired. And I realised that I have will never not be tired. And then, just when you think that you are as tired as you could possibly can feel and function, you get more tired. Mm. So weird. And I think right now it's because we're July tired. It's a very specific thing, July tired, because July is summer's waiting room. <laughs> and not in a fun, anticipatory, sort of delicious way. You know, waiting rooms are weird. You don't know if what's on the other side of the waiting room is going to change your life for the good or for the bad. You know, and you're thinking about getting everything done in July, so potentially you may get some time off in August, albeit inevitably without an out-of-office on dick leave, because you'll be (laughs) slightly working. So you're working like a maniac in July in order to have some air in August, but at the same time your brain is whirring and it's sort of planning for September. So you're doing three months of thinking in one month, really. And, you know, you're about to have some kind of holiday, as discussed. But, you know, we now know it with bitter slash kind of, you know, seasoned experience that holidays are weird because mm. you just don't know what they're going to deliver. Mm. And probably not a rest. No, I mean, you can't bank rest. I now know that the week after I get back, I'm not going to be all bushy-tailed and sparkly. At the moment I go back into the drudge of my you know, day-to-day routine. I'm just as tired as I ever was. Maybe 
I've had some perspective. Maybe a change is as good as a rest. It had better be because you can't bank sleep or sun. I found that when I sort of did an activity holiday, and I know it's activity is literally one of your least <laughs> favourite words. You might as well say operation. <laughs> Funnily enough. Anne Rifkin is going on an activity weekend. Mm. It's not this. But actually, I was so busy that I forgot to be stressed. Mm. But I mean, that is also not a rest. Mm. Well, I know, but maybe the key to feeling good when you come back is to keeping really active on holiday. I mean, maybe slumping with a book on a sunbed under an umbrella is what we want to do, but maybe we should be like walking all day and climbing things. I mean, I'm not going to, but maybe (laughs) that's the the answer to feeling better. Oh, fucking yoga, which I suspect is how I slipped this disc in the first place. But that's another story. So given the pressure situation, I think we're going to be using... Certain phrases this summer, they're going to come in useful. One, <laughs> one, one that we stumbled across the other day, Emily and I, was disappointed but not surprised. <laughs> I mean, we already feel that way. I about... think it's going to go on my tombstone. Disappointed <laughs> but not surprised. <laughs> we already feel that way about the inevitable flight delays. It's yeah. like, oh, disappointed but not surprised. Every time my body part goes wrong, every time my vertigo comes back, which it has been doing intermittently. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, and then it comes back and I go, oh, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. It's like when you order something for the holiday, you think I'll order one thing, I'll spend the money, I'll get, I'll get a dress because nothing in my wardrobe fits me physically or metaphorically anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll get one thing. You have to keep your expectations super low because you sort of know that it's going to make you look like a bag of old laundry. <laughs> you put it on. It looks awful. Disappointed, not surprised. And then you send it back. We're all so good at that now. Do you know, maybe it sounds depressing, but it's actually quite a healthy coping mechanism. It is, because it's to do with keeping your expectations low, lower, lower, there. There you go. There you see another one. This is when you can't be bothered to give any reasons for why you feel melancholic or filled with summer malaise, or maybe you, you don't want to admit how trivial the thing that tipped you over into a bad mood is. So you might say when someone says, oh, what's going on with you, Emily? You might answer... Minor disturbances. Minor disturbances. <laughs> I mean, it can be really trivial things as well that tip us over the edge. Which is why we don't want to discuss them. So we just say minor disturbances. Last summer, we were saying the circumstances. <laughs> gesturing broadly. What's wrong? <laughs> the circumstances. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but this year we're saying minor disturbances, which basically means nothing to worry about, nothing I want to talk about either. Uh, where did it come from? It came, uh, it came from a book recommendation by our lovely Daisy Buchanan, Minor Disturbances at Grand Life Apartments is the book. And we have literally like just loved the minor disturbances. Just co-opted minor disturbances for our own purposes. It's very, very good that. And I think maintaining the air of mystery is important at I this point. Because you don't want to say, actually, it's because, you know, uh, someone didn't say thank you when I let them in at the traffic light and therefore I feel like so discombobulated. But also sometimes you just want to be able to say no without having to fucking explain yourself. Oh, God. So this summer, if you say no and someone asks why, maybe just say, for secret reasons. Yeah. Fuck them. Seriously. Why do people need to know? It's a secret. Nancy Mitford used to say, I am unable to do as you ask. Oh, we see that's brilliant. So we're not quite, we've got a couple of weeks before we get to potential out-of-office territory, but maybe instead of dick leave, I'm going to (laughs) write, I'm going to write in August uh, for a week, uh, Miss Annabelle Rifkin is unable to do as you ask. There you go. Anyway, see you next Friday. Bye.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.